<laughs> What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand New Show. As you know, I am Brand New. And shout out to everybody that's been listening on podcast platforms, or watching on YouTube, Brand New Show on YouTube, uh, podcast platforms, Brand New Show. Go listen to the episode. Some platforms you can actually subscribe to it. I would love if you guys actually would leave comments and rate. I know I don't do that a lot. I don't really say that because I just I'm just happy with the listens. But if you do leave comments and if you do rate my podcast, that is awesome. Uh, and I would really, really appreciate it. And if you leave comments also on YouTube and other places, I will definitely, especially on YouTube, if you hit me up in comments and stuff like that, if you're watching the videos, man, I would definitely hit you guys up um, because I have nothing to do. And I would definitely be hitting you guys up because just you listening or watching or whatever you're doing with my podcast means everything to me. Even if you leave in a negative comment, it is what it is. I'd be like, you know what? It's a negative comment, but I will always answer it no matter what because maybe you don't get the perspective or you don't understand why I'm coming from personally with a point of view, but it is what it is. I understand. I get it. Um, and you hear pages flipping because I actually had to write down what today's topic is and what I'm going to be talking about today. So, <laughs> so bear with me, uh, bear with me today. Um, um, but before, uh, uh, I get into that, but definitely that is what I wanted to say. And shout out to my family, Urban Boulevard, blvd.co is of course the website. So if you go there and you follow them, you look at all the newer street apparel they've been posting a lot recently because a lot of things are going on. School is back in session. So I can definitely see them definitely getting ready for their fall collection coming out and everything. So definitely hit those guys up. .us. .us is the website. And if you go there and you purchase something, use the code Brandon.30. That's Brandon.30 for 30% off. Hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, like I said, man, get that because school is officially now back in session. You know, you've got school going on around my place now. So school is finally back in session. So, uh, you know, uh, trial is about to get super fucking hectic. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and shout out to everybody that's back in school. Uh, elementary, if you got kids going back to school, you got, you know, elementary, middle, pre-K, whatever, high school. If you're going to school, college, Shout out to all you guys, uh, you know, whatever college you're going, pre-med, law, whatever, man. Uh, you're just going, the community, whatever, man. Just congratulations, and I hope you guys uh, achieve that goal, man, 100%. And uh, let's get into it. Let's really, really get into it. Now, I got all that out the way. Um, so tonight's episode, tonight's episode is going to be uh, one for the books. I said I'm flipping pages because I was flipping pages. I got, uh, well, I got a new tablet. I got a new tablet. Uh, I got a tablet. And, uh, and yeah, so if you did get a chance to see, if you couldn't, um, tonight's episode is Lifetime, Life in Times with Music. And today's topic, and shout out to everybody that's been watching the shorts that I've been posting about Drake which I did today. That episode came out today. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to how uh, I talked about uh, the one and only Drizzy Drake, uh, sex guy himself, uh, Champagne. Not calling that man his other name because that shit is just weird. Um, but uh, uh, Jimmy Brooks from uh, <laughs> Jimmy Brooks from uh, from Degrassi, that guy. Um, but definitely, man, one of the greats to ever do it. And speaking of greats, and Lifetime of Music. Today, I am talking about another great. And he is considered possibly one of the greatest to ever do it. 
if you know who I'm talking about already. I don't have to continue talking. But people that do don't know who I'm talking about, I do have to continue talking. To me personally, he's literally um the greatest rapper ever. Um you know there's there's particular artists that come and, and, and have runs, but this man's run is legendary because you know, hip hop is a is a particular place where everybody bites shit and takes shit and moves shit and do this with it. But I gotta say, I got I think he might be the most um copied rapper in like the la- in the modern era. Just off of his beats, the songs he came out with, the albums, the, the lyrics, the words, and particularly tonight, that's what I'm gonna be talking about. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jay Z, Hove, the GOAT. Okay, this man is one of the greatest to ever do it. This man is in a songwriter's hall of fame. A rapper in a songwriter's hall of fame. Think about that for a second. He's also in the rock and roll hall of fame. Rock and roll hall of fame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and on top of all of that, and, and this is what I think, and I will talk about the damn show in season six. And By the way, this is going to be the last episode of season five. I did two last night, 43 and 44. This is 42, and this will be coming out next Tuesday. So be on the lookout for this. But, um, but yes, Jay motherfucking G. He is the GOAT, man. And I think, and I will be talking about this in season six, what I was just about to say. I will be talking about this in season six about how I feel hip-hop and R&B need to start thinking about considering maybe – creating their own Hall of Fame. I think it's too many great rappers that will never be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and we we just act like that's okay. No, that's not okay because there's rappers that, you know, Karis Ones and Rod Kims and Big Daddy Kings and Kumo D's and all of that. But I will talk about that more and more in R&B too. Same thing with R&B. So many R&B singers that doesn't get that same love but probably was a great writer and great uh, singer. You know, Key Sweat, uh, Babyface, Brian McKnight, stuff like that. Like, that's certain artists that probably would never get that shot. But, um, and I think it's time to do a hip hop and RB Hall of Fame. That's just my personal opinion. And I'll talk about that damn show next season. Uh, that might be actually one of the first episodes I do because I want to get that out the way. But, um, Jay Z, Young HO, uh, <laughs> voice of the young people. If my life was a sequel, then sequel will be the sequel. Like, it's just, uh, man, ho, man, Jay Z. Jay-Z's got 13 studio albums, not even including, the, that's 13 solo, not even including Watch the Throne, uh, the two he did with R. Kelly, and of course, uh, the Carter's album with his wife, Beyonce. So Jay-Z literally has like 16, 17 albums, he's physically done. And on top of that, we don't, and, and I don't even think we count The Streets is Watching, because that might be another album that we just technically don't really count, but Streets is Watching is also a Jay-Z project, so Man, I got like 18, 19 projects. Like, it's just off of the rip. And tonight, I will be talking about Jay-Z, man. I'll be talking about one particular album because he's got 13 albums and I can't go run through all of them. Um, but I think particularly this album has literally been the album that I think has solidified his legacy even more. 
Now, a lot of people could say, well, that's 444, but I think 444 just proved that no matter how old he is, he can always just show you a new way of thinking, moving, rapping, creating, believing in the bars, in the music, and the music would take it. Uh, some people could say, well, that's reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt is legendary, but reasonable doubt is literally the first time we heard Hove for a lot of us. And it's one of the greatest debut albums, I will always say, of uh, just a rip. But, you know, but that's the first time you hear him. So can you really say that's the most solidified album that he's ever put out? And then, of course, he goes into does, and, and after Reasonable Doubt, he goes and does uh, the Sean, the Life of Sean Carter volume, volume series, where he is one, two, and three. Where from ninety seven to ninety nine, that was that was the the Sean Carter volume series, you know. And on, I want to say, I think it's one, one from, and all that amazing music, man, and everything like that. Two, I think, was money, uh, money and a thing with him and JD. And ninety nine was big pimping. <laughs> I like the three songs of that project, all those projects that you be like solidified. Like, yeah, that shit's good. And then two thousand was Lock uh Rock La Familia, where you got songs like uh I just wanna love you. Uh and of course um him beanie and Scarface, this can't be life. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> uh and then you know, two thousand two was blueprint two. Uh, I think he took a break in 03. Oh, no, 03 was Black Album. The Black Album came out in 03. And then he took the break. And then Kingdom Come and uh, American Gangsta and, you know, all these other albums. Blueprint 3. And, and uh, you know, and then he did the, the collaboration with, project with Kanye. And then he did um, Magna Carter, Holy Grail. You know, a lot of people sleep on the album, which, by the way, I think is kind of weird. Cause that album's really fucking good when you actually go listen to it. But um, and four four four, and I know it's crazy to say somebody's sleeping on a Jay Z album, but that's I kind of feel like people are kind of like sleep sleep on that project. I don't know why, but a lot of people feel like, like sleeps on that project. But that album's really good. Um, but anyway, but I did skip one album, and that's the album that I want to talk about. You see, there's a particular album that he dropped in two thousand and one. That I think I've done enough top ten lists <laughs> with my family to know this album is a solidified album for Jay Z, and this is why I say it might be the album that really solidified that Jay Z is literally the greatest rapper of all time. September eleventh, two thousand and one. Now we all think of that date now as a very tragedy filled date, but Hope did drop the blueprint which is going on in time now to become one of the greatest rap albums of modern history. Um, the Blueprint, man, is, is to me one of Jay-Z's greatest albums. I think it's the greatest album Jay-Z's ever done. Not saying I don't love Black Album. Not saying I don't love American Gangster, Reasonable Doubt. Uh, like I said, Maggie Crowder, Holy Grail. Not saying I don't love 444. Not saying I don't love any of those albums. I just think The Blueprint was peak Jay was literally Jay Z at his hottest, and nobody could touch him with the lyrical, or the songs he was picking, 
And and then you and like always what I do, I take into account what was going on around the time that he put this project out. And you gotta realize what was going on at the time. Him and Nas were beefing. Um him and Mob Deep, he had so many beefs going on. And then you add to the fact that he also had we always talk about Snoop almost losing his career because of the murder charge. We forget Jay-Z almost lost his career because of a, an assault with a deadly weapon. And he was on trial. We forget that shit for some apparent reason. And because he's pretty much made it <laughs> to the fact that you did forget it. But around Blueprint time, this man was on trial for assault with a deadly weapon. I think he stabbed like a manager or some shit. And I don't think it was even his manager. I think he stabbed somebody's manager or some shit. And and, and 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 he beat the case. He beat the case. I can say that. <laughs> Allegedly, he stabbed somebody's manager. Let me put that out there. Allegedly, Jay-Z stabbed uh, somebody's manager. Okay. And But he beat the case, and he was a free man. But Blueprint at the time, we didn't know if that was even coming, because a lot of people was like, is he even going to get off a trial? And, and yeah, that time was hectic. It was crazy. Um, but Blueprint came. September 11th, 2001, and like I said, uh, after a while, you did then you did take into account um, the album, and the album is such an incredible body of work. And you, 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 when you, like I said, you go and listen to this album. This is pretty much most of his most famous references, lines, pieces, like words that he said on this one album. Like Jay Z said a lot of shit in his career. But if you listen to all of the songs, you're like, yo, this shit kind of is interesting because every song, now I remember that line, but it was in certain so song. Oh, I remember that 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 beat, but that's in so and so song, and it's crazy that, and I've been listening to it, the blueprint going back, just making sure, like I remember where I was. I was seven when this fucking album came out. That's how crazy that is. Uh, twenty one years. It'd be twenty one years in September. Damn. Um, but it starts off the blueprint with the ruler's back and the first thing you hear when he gets on when the first thing you hear jay-z says is uh uh get on down to that old j rhythm like is is and you hit and like i said it's a line that you hear the time i remember that line i used to remember that line i always used to hear it and kanye west good morning on the graduation Get on down every time that we hit him. Good morning, hustlers. That's if you're still living. Get on down. And I was like, I rem- I know that's Jay. I just can't remember the fucking song I heard that on. And I and then I listened to the rulers back, and I'm like, the first thing he says is exactly that. And I'm like, ah, now I remember what the fuck I heard that song. I, I fucking remember where I heard that. And it was the rulers back. And so it's crazy that. And Kanye even produced that beat, so it makes perfect sense. So <laughs> it makes perfect fucking sense. Um, and that just made sense. So it's a great thing that that the ruler's back and, and, and Jay just starts all right at the gate, just rapping shit, going at motherfuckers, talking about pretty much the court case and everything, and going at people and saying, yo, like you these motherfuckers try to convict me. Like these motherfuckers really try to put me under the cell. Like, but that shit didn't last. Like that didn't happen. And I'm here, and the ruler's back, and I'm the greatest, and the ruler's back. What he's telling is everybody in hip-hop is like, I'm back. I'm the man. I've been the man. I'm going to show you why I'm the man. It starts out right to get him talking and shit on the ruler's back. Still one of the hottest intros 
I would say he ever did, but it's one of the highest intros because I've, I've heard Jay-Z on some intros. Uh, the prelude on Come, Kingdom Come. I know people are shit on that album, but that album, that fucking intro is fucking fire. Um, um, then it goes right into one of my favorite songs Jay-Z's ever done, of course. Jay-Z got a lot of songs on this album that I love, that Jay-Z's done. This is probably why I love this album so much, because a lot of Jay-Z, my favorite Jay-Z songs are all on this album. Um, and that album, and the second song out the gate after that is The Takeover. There's always a debate about The Takeover, right? The Takeover or Ether, because this is kind of what it's always been, right? Takeover or Ether. Which one was actually the better song? Ether's a great fucking record. I love Ether. They Nas killed Ether. Takeover is just a way better song. It's way better. It's way better. Takeover is better than Ether. Physically, go listen to both. I'm, I want you. To, I want you to go listen to both. It didn't make your appearance. Like when we were young, when I was young, and I heard Ether. I said, oh, man, he killed Jay. And then I heard Takeover, and I was like, nah, it's kind of cool, I guess. It's catchy. But I was young. As I got older, I hear Ether now, and I'm still like, yo, that shit's still fire. It's one of the greatest disc records. Definitely. But Takeover is just way better. The quality of the beat. Now that I know music. The quality of that beat, man. That fucking beat hard, man. That fucking beat is fucking hard, man. Jay-Z comes on that ROC. We running this rap shit. Ooh, that shit hit. Like, god damn, Jay. Really, nigga? That's how we moving today? Like, like, like Jay didn't choose violence. It was kind of like an option for him. Like, do you really want to choose violence today? I choose violence. Go ahead and do choose violence. Just go ahead and choose violence. Do what we got to do today. He didn't have to choose it. He didn't have to. He didn't have to address them niggas at all. The first line, he just rips it. The second line, that's when he just goes in and he just stamps it. And he talks about Mob Deep. And everybody knows this song. He talks about Mob Deep in the second verse. <laughs> I got you. Uh, you was a ballerina. I got your pictures. I seen you. Then you shock shook one, switch your demeanor. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> I said, we don't believe you. You need more people. Like, that shit is just like a different level, man. This man, literally, everybody remembers Hot 97, Summer Jam 2001, and Jay Z performed that song. The album wasn't even out yet. Like, Summer Jam's like in June, July. The album didn't come out to September. He performed Takeover at Summer Jam and put on a screen. <laughs> it's just like, God damn. That's a piece of prodigy. But God damn, man. Like, you didn't have to do that to that man. Like, you didn't have to do that to that man. You didn't really have to do that to that man. Come on, Jay. You didn't have to. Like, oh, my God. He really, <laughs> really put. On the screen. It's, oh, my God. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. To be honest, I think my beat kind of got off easy. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, my beat kind of got off easy in my mind. Like, they got off real easy. Compared to Nas, like, they got off easy. And then he goes to the third verse and, oh, my God. Like, he just he just killed Nas. He killed Nas. Like, it's, it's not even a debate, man. He killed Nas. He killed him. He killed him. He did it. He, he did. 
And I know people are going to say, well, Ether is way better. Ether is a great song. I'm saying for Jay-Z to just address Nas. And, and here's the thing. Ether is a full-length song just dissing Jay-Z. Jay-Z did literally just that particular, the third verse, and he just gave Nas the shots. The difference between that is Jay-Z was spitting facts. Nas just sounded real aggressive and fucking mad. And just like, whatever I could go at, I'm going to go at. But Jay-Z just spitting facts. Nas dropped uh, Nostradamus, and that shit was trash. And Jay Kaplan told him that shit was trash. You know, you've been in the 10. I've been in the 5. Smart enough, Nas. Five out, four albums in 10 years, nigga. I can divide. <laughs> I had a four albums in 10 years, nigga. I can divide. I had this shit. was like, what? Damn. The nigga said two of them shits were, uh, the other was Illmatic. What <laughs> was good, the other was Illmatic. That's a, that's a, a one and hot album every 10 year average, and that's so. <laughs> it was fucking funny. Like I was listening to that shit today, and I'm still like, oh, this motherfucker really just just did not care. He now on Nas, he kind of chose violence. He really chose violence that time, you know. I, like, and, and and everybody knows the line. Still to this day, people still use this line in hip hop. Again, this is why I said this album is something different because everybody still to this day uses this particular line. And we all know the line I'm talking about. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. <laughs> like that. Everybody still uses that line. Like I hear T-Pain using it in Tory Lane songs. Like it's, it's that shit. Like you made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. Like nigga, you said that president in your first song you ever did on the Omatic that we remember, the world is yours. Jay took it and ran with it. It killed it. Are we not gonna say that like and say Dead Presidents wasn't the one of them songs? Get the fuck out of here. Raising the Badal Dead Presidents too. Come on, bro. That shit was fucking fire. And he did make a fucking. He didn't make a hot song. He did not make a hot song. That's why I gotta. I kind of like, had to like check. I will check her over a little bit. You did not make a hot song. You made a legendary song. That's a difference. God damn it. That song is still legendary every time I hear it. But he, and like the fact that he's just spitting facts is crazy. And then the fact that <sighs> when he's like, you know who, yeah, you know who. <laughs> like the fact that this man is talking about this man's child's mother is like, damn, bro. Like, really, my nigga? That's how we moving in these. Let's just keep that between me and you for now. You hear that in the background, like for now. Let's keep that between me and you for now. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, damn. Why would you do that? And then, and and the reason why I love that third verse, that third verse particularly so much, because what he clo- he closes out the fourth verse with, and the way he starts the fourth verse. A wise man told me don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who was who. So stop with that childish shit. Nigga, I'm grown. Don't throw rocks at the throne. Like, it's just like, do not buck up that tree. That tree will fall on you. I don't know why your advisors ain't forewarned you. Please, not Jay. He is not for play. I don't slack a minute. All that thug rapping and gimmicks, I will end it. <laughs> like, oh my God, this nigga. 
you are not deep. You made your bed, now sleep. Oh, my God. Don't make me expose you to the folks that don't know you. Nigga, I knows you well. All of them stole the jewels. <laughs> God damn. And then he ends the verse with just a simple, like, man, y'all niggas, until all the rappers don't shot that jigger, you only get half a ball. Fuck y'all niggas. And, and leave it. My God, nigga, the rest of the niggas just get half, half a bar? And it was here, like, it's just like, fuck y'all niggas. I don't even got time for this shit. I ain't got time to diss you. I'm just, like, I killed, like, three people, like, five people on one song. I'm good. I can dip. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, ho. Why you chose violence that day? Why, bro? Why? But TakeOver is still one. And that is why I say, ho, TakeOver is greater than Ether. Because can anybody point out a point where Nas kind of, you felt like Nas really did shit? See, like I said, like, Jay's had, Jay had facts, and he had the, the particular way he did it. Nas was just, like, spitting shit. Like, I showed you your first tech on Toba Lodge Professor. Then I had your album about to tech on a dresser. Like, Jay is telling you these things. And, like, you can believe that. Nas is just, it's, like I said, I love Ether, but it sounds aggressive as fuck. It sounds like I just got to I gotta defend myself. And that's what it sounded like. It sounded like I just got to defend myself. And it didn't sound like he was really trying to, like, combat hope. He was just like... Yo, this nigga really, like, went at me. I got to really go at this nigga. And, and yeah, I love Ether, but Ether's great, but it's not better than TakeOver. And that's my whole feel. It's like, it's not better than TakeOver. Nas, it just sounded really aggressive. And I love Nas. I love Ether, but it sounds fucking aggressive as fuck. If you go listen to it now, it literally starts off, fuck Jay-Z, you've been on my dick, nigga. Like, like it's like, come on, bro. Like, eh, Jay really had facts, and he really had, a particular way on how he dissed Nas. Nas is just sounding like, nigga, I don't appreciate you dissing me like that, so I gotta just come out swinging. And, and yeah, Ether's one of those songs, but Ether's not better than TakeOver. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not. I, if y'all wanna debate in the comments, come on. Let's go. Because I would tell you, go listen to Blueprint and go listen to Stillmatic. And let's see really what, what made you feel like Ether was so much better than TakeOver. Why? Because Jay-Z should have, uh, have gave Nas an entire song? I don't think that because I don't think Jay saw Nas. I think Jay saw Nas as competition. But I don't ever think he saw Nas as like somebody. At that time, I can say at that time, I don't think he really gave a fuck to give Nas all that energy. It was just like, I gave him to him, but eh, what's the point? I had so much shit going on. I ain't got time for that. Because um, he had Rockefeller going on. And Rock was such a fucking big entity. It was crazy. Um, then it goes into uh, A to the Izzo, V to the Izzay. For season, I need to keep my own so breezy. <laughs> Can't leave rap alone. The game needs me. Haters want me clapped in chrome. It ain't easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, this shit was ridiculous. I remember watching that video on 106 Apart when I was a kid. And like I said, he had a court. He was on trial. And... To hear that song and see that video was crazy. And it's kind of like him coming home after beating the case. <laughs> it's like, it's the craziest thing in the world. It's one of the greatest, it's another great song that, again, like people use to this day. To this day, man. And I sound like Deontay Wilder. To this day. But, uh, <laughs> like, but it's still like, it's, it's true, man. Like, like, you know the song is hot when Dave Chappelle literally does it on Chappelle's show. 
when he's like telling the kids like I didn't tell Chappelle didn't tell you to sell drugs. No, home did that. So hopefully you didn't have to go through that. It's <laughs> like, yeah, damn. Like that shit's legendary. <laughs> it's like, yeah, damn, bro. Like, and and that's another line. Like that fact that he just at those times he knew the particular way to rap, man, to kill shit. You know, they wanna knock me in, but somehow I beat them. I beat them charges like Rocky. Ace to the Izzo. B to the is a not guilty. Y'all got to feel me. It's not real to me. Therefore, it doesn't exist. So poof, that move, son of a bitch. Like just the way the man will rap is just like, damn, nigga. <laughs> like damn, nigga. The fuck? Like it just would be different, man. Like home was just different with it. It should is always one of those songs. And then on top of that, if you actually look at the video, that's the young Kanye in the video. Kanye West produced that shit, so it's kind of like man, it makes sense. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, H and Izzo is still one of the greatest rap songs of all time, and it was kind of like it was kind of like a celebration because he did kind of just beat the tra- the rap for that that situation. So kind of was cool. Uh, then it goes to another one of my favorite songs. I told you, Blueprint got a lot of my favorite songs. Um, girls, 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 I do adore. Like, hey, <laughs> she was legendary. Like, the fact, you know, you have the late, great Biz Marquis in the video with you. And, you know, it's such a cool thing, man. And Jay's a student of the game, you know, and, and that's the thing about that. And, you know, using the Michael, J- the Jackson 5 samples and, Having a Bismarck key in the in video with you, and all of these things, man, it just made sense at that time. And girls, girls, girls is just legendary. <laughs> like, 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 like the entire song is legendary, man. The entire song, it's it's one of those songs. When I, I remember when I was a kid and I heard it for the first time, I was like, "This shit fire, bro." And all of this shit is always in my childhood, man. And this is why particularly this album means so much because this album was just different. It was a different time frame in, in music at that time. When a Jay-Z drops a blueprint, the world's in shambles. And that album still got you through what the world was going through. You know what I'm saying? You hear these songs and you start to like play them and just to get your mind off of the terror of we don't know if our country's under attack you know what i'm saying so songs like you know you might be like oh that's a different type of i ain't had that feel but to me being a kid that shit meant a lot (laughs) yeah yeah. you gotta realize and you also gotta put into the perspective of there was no apple there was no uh, uh, streaming service for music so to go get the blueprint album on 9 11 in 2001 was a risk because you didn't know where the fuck that was coming from. You didn't know where they were coming. And you're hearing these songs and you're playing them just to get your mind off of what's going to happen. So it was, it's, it's one of those, those albums, man. And like I said, Girls, Girls, Girls is, it's, it's one of those songs that you kind of listen to and you hear it. If it's the first time you hear it, it's kind of like a playful song, kind of like you like the Jackson Five sample, Biz Marquis. Like you like, okay, this is cool. And you hear him start rapping about the girls, and you like, you like, 
and then he gets to like the end where he's like talking about all these girls he kind of like is going through he's like I got a I got a wee head chick she always want she catch me doing shit always want to leave me but she always forgets <laughs> to a mercy you're fine as fuck but you giving me hell like all of this shit he's just like and it's funny and it's kind of like wow this is kind of funny like when you think about it and all of this shit you know like. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a chick that's narcoleptic, always sleeping in a hole. I got to tie the back of her head, like, dude's bigger load. <laughs> I, I, I got so many girls across the globe. <laughs> God damn. But that's such a funny song. And the way he ends it, he's even like, yo, like, yeah, but, but that's something. You know, that, that particular puts me back in a moment where that album really did mean something. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, you're like, this might be the last time I hear this shit. This might be my first and last. I don't know. So that album definitely means that much to me, man. And then it goes into Jigger That Nigga. It, it just sounds still to this day, I don't really like it like that. Because the beat, the beat. The, I think in the early 2000s, people were trying to like have that club beat that everybody could continue to play. Like that. Like it's like some fucking video game shit. And it just, it, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like that song. I never did. I never did like that song. Because of the beat. The beat, it just throws it off. I just never liked that song. Never. Still to the day. I listened to it a couple times today, and I still was trying to like, like it. And I'm like, the shit just ain't it. <laughs> Not no diss the whole, but like the beat, the production on that shit, I was just like, nah. If he was able to go back and do that shit, I think he would change that beat. I really do think that. Um, And then, oh, my God. The next song is... Bro, I could be here all night talking about how much I love this album and all these songs on this fucking album. You don't know. You don't know. What you... Ah, that shit is still fire. I'm from the streets where the... Oh, that shit. Man. I am a hustler, baby. <laughs> I am a hustler, baby. I sell water to a well. I was born to get cake. Move on to Swiss States. Ooh. Oh man. Oh, man. You don't know. Oh man. This is worse than the Dow Jones. Your brains are now grown all over your brownstone. The trip you are now home. Welcome to hell where you are welcome to sell. But when the shells come, you better return them. All calls we earn them. All calls we learn them like the back of our hands. Oh my God. Wear a G on my chest. I don't need Dapper Dan. <laughs> Yo, you don't know is like that fucking soul, man. The beat. Everything about that song is so fucking legendary, bro. And I think that nobody, again, it goes back to production. Jay knew the beats to pick. He always would work with Just Blaze. He would always work with Guru. He would always work with Kanye. He would always work with Timbaland, which is coming up next, matter of fact, one of the songs. But he would always work with producers that I think he knew could get the best out of him and he could get the best out of them. And a You Don't Know is a perfect example of that song, of that position, because a You Don't Know, if it's in anybody else's hands, it's an okay song. If it's in Jay-Z's hands at that time, it was a legendary, iconic fucking song, and it's still, it's to this day, the production, I was listening to it today, and I'm like, bruh, this shit's still not, like, <laughs> Big fucker, this is Big J. I 
will not lose ever. Fuckers. Ah, that fucking that beat your guitar and ah, that shit just, oh my god. You don't know it's legendary. Fucking legendary, man. Uh, Ola Ovito, which I was just talking about, Timbaland. He knows very well how to work with Jay. It's crazy that it took him a long time to kind of get, because Tim said in the interview, uh, Jay-Z always thought he was immature. So he had to kind of like show Jay he wasn't immature. So, and once they finally got connected, they really took off. Big Pimpin' is a perfect example, because that's a Timbaland beat with Jay-Z and UGK. So it's just like, it, once they kind of got connected, that shit was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Um, I think Tim also produced Dirt Off Your Shoulders for Jay-Z on a Black album. So, you know, if I'm not mistaken. So it's always that, man. It's just like them dudes know how to work. And Tim, like I said, Tim is one of the greatest producers of all time. It's like Tim, Pharrell, I, Tim, Pharrell, Kanye. And, and I, can't, I can't keep saying Pharrell. It was the Neptunes. It wasn't just Pharrell. It was the Neptunes. Uh, Tim, Neptunes, Kanye, like, they were some great producers, man. Especially when I was a kid. All of it would be all, just Blaze. Come on, bro. DJ Premier. Like, it's just with different producers that would just always be great, man. Guru. Um, yeah, man. It was just, it was, produ- production back in that time frame was legendary. And this is one of those examples. And then it goes to another motherfucking song that I love off this fucking album. Heart of the City. Ain't no love. Man. That's just a talk your shit song. Like, I don't know what to tell you. First, the fat boys break up. Now, every day I wake up, somebody got a problem with hoes. What's up with all the fucking fussing for? Because I pack more and I pack heat like I'm the oven door niggas pray and pray on my downfall. But every time I hit the ground, I bounce up like round ball. Nah, I don't want to add the kill sound, boy. That's <laughs> so legendary. Holy shit. Just the fact that <laughs> that's in the speculation. I'm talking to all of y'all. Male shouldn't be jealous. That's a female trait. What you mad? Because you push dives and he said, wait. <laughs> ah, shit. Why y'all are aggy? Nigga, respect the game. That should be that. What you eat don't make me shit. Nigga, where's the love? Oh, my God, yo. I'm not going to listen to Blueprint. I'm sorry. I got to go listen to that shit. Oh, <laughs> But that's another song where the, the production is so geared towards home. It is perfect. And this is another song that has now recently been used a lot more recently. And you hear it in commercials and shit where they got the sample and shit from. But, man, this song is just legendary, man. It's a legendary song. And it's always going to have a different meaning towards the way I respect it and love it, man. It's just, it's just different. And it goes into Never Change, which a lot of people I've had on my panel and my in my top ten list have always said, Never Change is one of their favorite songs they've ever heard. That's their favorite Jay-Z song, Never Change. And it's a fucking incredible song, too, man. And then you have Beanie Siegel on there too, doing the kind of like the intro, like the uh, the hook, the hook. It makes sense. Like this is a great project, man. Never changes one of those examples. And then it goes into pretty much I think everybody's favorite song of all time off this project. That's probably like everybody's favorite song. I'm pretty sure if I was to take a poll, like everybody would say number ten on this fucking album is literally their favorite song by Jay Z. Song cry. 
it's men love it, women love it. Like Jay Z fans love it. People that heard Jay a couple times be like, I like that song, song cry though. That sounds good. Like I, it's incredible, man. Song cry still to this day is great. He has a particular line on this one. Again, it's the last verse. It's a lot of song. It's a lot of verses, but this particular verse at the end where he's like, you know, um, I was just fucking them girls. I was gonna get right back. <laughs> but then he says at that at the end of that, like, once a good girl's gone back, she's gone forever. Mom forever. Shit, I gotta live with the fact I did you wrong forever. And it's just damn. Yo, that's crazy and true. <laughs> like, goddamn. You don't know how many people I've ran into girls that, like, got their heart broken and just, they just was never right after that. They just never was right after that. So that line really always struck a chord with me. Like, damn, that does make fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? Because when I first met them, they were good. And then after they kind of got through a lot of situations, they were just, like, a little bit damaged. A lot more, as you continue to go get to know them, they were damaged, man. And and that's the way you look at Song Cry. Song Cry was incredible. When you know he's like, I, 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 they used to tell their friends I was ugly and wouldn't touch me. Then I showed out in a dug out buggy. <laughs> like you, you just you hit each song and you hear that verse and just like, damn. But that's a particular verse too because it's fame. It's like y'all didn't like me. I used to cut up your buddies. Now you saying you love me. Tell your friends I was ugly and wouldn't touch me. Then I showed out in that dug out buggy. And then and Dane's got fuzzy and I don't rem- and they don't remember that and I don't remember you. <laughs> like, and and that's crazy, but it's true. Jay was the man at that time, so it kinda does make sense. And then all I need isn't that a cool song? Uh if I think if Jay was to go back now, would I think he'd do it again? Maybe. But it'd be a little bit better tempo and probably a little bit more, you know, more home now to him. Um, which goes to another song I love, Renegade, with Eminem. Okay, let's 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 just stop it right here, cause um, <clears throat> Renegade <laughs> with Eminem. There's still a debate. Like to this day, I think I just saw Miff Bleak say this on Drink Chance, I think, where he was like, "I think Jay Z's verse aged the best." Off of Renegade. And he was like, yeah, I think Jay-Z's verse aged the best between him and Eminem. And I can't say that. I can't say that. Um, when I listen to Renegade, it depends on the day I'm having and who I side with. <laughs> depends on the day I'm having and who I'm signed with. If I'm in a creative space with my thoughts and I want to like use witty words and when I get on a podcast or something, the Jay-Z's verse matters the most to me. Jay-Z's verse on there was incredible. Um, you know, I penetrate pop culture, bring you a lot closer to the block with it. Like, it's just like, like the way he was rapping, like, you know, 30 years my senior, my childhood didn't mean much. Only Reggie Green, the... Raising my fingers to credit is big. I did it both times before I died. No love. Chose 
chosen a fuck on a row, and I chose to go straight. Yeah, like, I, and then Eminem just comes on. I'm in a kid. I'm in a position to talk to these kids, and they listen. I ain't a politician, but I sit and kick it with them a minute. See if they call me a menace, and if the shoe fit, I wear it. But if not, then they all swallow the true grit and parrot. Yeah, like, oh shit, like goddamn. And if I'm having in his name, and if I'm having one of those days where I'm just depressed. And I don't feel like talking to nobody, and I want to, like, just not give a fuck. Eminem's verse hits the hardest. Like, that's the verse. And I feel like this, man. I think Eminem verse, and the reason why it resonates so much with me is because it reminds me of the way I am. And on the way I am, if you remember the way I am, the, the song with the way I am, Eminem kind of talks about all of the, the bad press he was getting at the time and everything that was going on. And I feel like Renegade was kind of like a ver- a, like the two verses that he wanted to put on The Way I Am, and he just never could. Like, go listen to The Way I Am, and then go listen to the Renegade verse by Emin- the verses by Eminem. It literally is like a long-ass run-on sentence about what he was really just going through. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he says, you know, they called me the, – the, I'm spiteful, Eiffel, the new Ice Cube. Motherfuckers hate to like you. What did I do? I'm just a kid from the gutter making this blood all these blood suckers because I'm a motherfucking, like, it just tells you right in there, like, God damn, yeah, I'm okay. I get it. Okay, 100. I'm with you. <laughs> God damn. But it felt like a, it felt like the way I am. It felt like if I listened to the way I am Saturday and I listened to Renegade. No, I listened to the way I am Monday and I heard, and then I listened to Renegade and I'm like, yo, this is the same song. Like, this is the same verse. Is it like it's like he 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 kept the same intensity towards the way I am. He just put it on Renegade because it feels like the same shit to me. Like go listen to it. Like go listen to uh, Marshall Mathers LP and then go listen to Renegade. Go listen to the way I am on Marshall Mathers LP and then go listen to the Renegade with Eminem's verse on it. Those two verses, it sounds like it's just the way I am. It's just like he wish he could have put those. He, he wanted to, like, add extra, but he just did it on Renegade because that's exactly what it sounded like to me. Um, Then he goes into uh the song Blueprint, Mama Loves Me, which is a great song, you know, an amazing storytelling. And what the beat he had is, like, I, I – the beat he had on it, he I think he – the fact that he caught the, the – the pockets on it was perfect too. Like the way he caught the pockets on a beat was perfect because because if that was anybody else, like because Meek just did it, Meek Mill and the Dream uh, just did Young Black in America, and they used that same beat. And I was like, I know this beat from somewhere, and it was Jay Z, and I was like, I know this beat from somewhere, and Meek Mill just did it for Young Black in America, and I was like, Meek kind of okay, but the way Jay was catching it was kind of interesting. And he was just talking about all the shit he was going through and all the shit that he went through to get to that point of making the blueprint, which I thought was dope. Then he goes into lyrical exercise in Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2. And that ends the blueprint. All in all, the impact of the blueprint is still felt to this day. You just had Lil Wayne on No Selling Story do Lamar which is actually take over, and he just rapped about Lamar Jackson. But he's using Jay-Z's takeover lyrics here and there. You know, um, and then, you know, when you song cry. Drake just used song cry 
on Dark Lane tapes. You know what I'm saying? You know, one of the greatest, like I said, Song Cry is one of those greatest songs that you ever will hear. Um, you still get Renegade. Like I said, Renegade is always butt up in the discussion of one of the greatest rap songs, but who had the best verse on the fucking song between J and O? I mean, Hove and M. And, and even Nas brought that up in Ether. You know, the white boy killed you on your own shit when Jay said, I'll take over. Your security guard killed you on your own shit. And, and he said the white boy killed you on Renegade. But like I said, I can't really say that. I can't say Eminem killed Hove, and I can't say Hove killed M. I think depending on the day you're having, you can just support any song, any verse. That ver- Those two dudes just killed the song. And I don't think we always need to have the side to pick. I think it's one of the greatest rap songs because two of the two guys were at their highest level. Like dope. Nobody was touching Eminem in 99, 2000, 2001. And then Jay was so fucking red hot at that time. To have both of those dudes on that project, on that song together, it didn't make any sense. I remember they performed it on David Letterman. can't remember the year. But it's on YouTube. Go look at it. They performed Renegade together. It was the first time I've seen them ever do that. And they performed it at the, on a, on, at the I think, um, on a uh, roof. On the roof of the Ash Sullivan Building, where Dave Letter- David Letterman uh, films the show, and they perform Renegade, and you could just tell, like, wow, this is this is this is crazy. Um, and I'm in a rapid it, yeah, <laughs> I'm rapid at this. Um, like I said, Heart of the City ain't no love. One of the greatest fucking songs ever. You don't know it's still one of them songs. Asia the Izzo, bruh. Come on, Takeover is the greatest this record too. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, all in all, man, the Blueprint, all in all, to me, is the greatest Jay-Z record. And I just told you why. And I will always feel like the Blueprint is the greatest Jay-Z album that he put out. Because of all of the songs still resonate to this day. I'm not saying all these other albums that he has put out doesn't resonate. They do. But what I'm saying is this, the reason why Blueprint is so great is because there's not one person that can say that Blueprint isn't in Jay-Z's best of conversation. Like, he gave us Blueprint. <laughs> like, like, and I think that that's the thing, man. Jay-Z's one of the greatest to ever do it. And I'm very happy to say I lived in an era where I got a chance to really hear, you know, the greatest rapper create one of the greatest albums that I've ever heard. So go listen to Blueprint on Tidal. Shout out Hope. Tidal. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to music. And I hope you guys enjoy this. And season five is officially over. That's even season six. Because season six kicks off with an interesting one. So stay tuned. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This has been a brand new show. Life in Times with Music. Blueprint. The blueprint. And also, like I said, leave comments, ratings. And if you like this particular show, if you didn't, leave the comments. You know, tell me what you thought Jay-Z's best album is. If you don't have a favorite Jay-Z album, what's his, what's your favorite Jay-Z song? You know? So, yeah. And I, like I said, man, talk to you guys soon, man. Talk to you guys season six, September 4. See you guys soon. Peace.